This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wow. Hi. Hot, hot, hot. And muggy. It's uh, it's kind of nasty and heavy out there, but uh, so what? Uh, air conditioning is an amazing uh, invention. It'll give you pneumonia if you're not careful, but I do love it. Uh, let's see here. Hey, did you see that uh, the crazy guy on the scooter shooting everybody? Why is there not a word about this? <laughs> he killed uh, at least two people, injured five others. Some crazy guy on a motorcycle just drove all around uh, Brooklyn and Queens shooting people. And uh, it's barely. It's like okay, now we expect this kind of stuff. Uh, why doesn't uh, Why doesn't uh, Joe Biden hurry back from his uh, his trip to Europe and uh, console a nation? We're just so blasé. This is a, this is a big shooting. And I saw this guy. He's walking down the street, eighty seven years old. He's on his way to uh, the mosque, actually. And he's shot in the back, and he can't believe it. You see it all on videotape, and his his shirt gets bloodier and bloodier, and he's looking, and comes in the back, and then he sees the blood in the front, and he starts stumbling and going to the ground, and wow, guy dies right there. Another guy walking across the street, scooter just drives by, shoots him, and he goes down. Uh, I've never seen anything like this in the middle of the day, some nut job on a scooter shooting up the town. The only time I saw that was in Terminator. I remember uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on his motorbike. Remember, he took that big gun off his back, and it's kind of like that. And there's, I mean, I, I, it's not that we're used to it. I noticed a couple of things. They did not release the name of the suspect until the media seemed not interested anymore. I, I don't know. What's his name here? Uh, Thomas Abreu, 25 years old. He's got a big smile on his face. I'm looking at him right now. Um, he was booked at the 107th Precinct. Terrible, terrible. I hear uh, shootings are going down. Shootings are going down. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you guys are actually playing games of the books again. Uh, it's It's been known to happen. It happens at accounting firms. It happens in corporate America. And I have a feeling it's happening in the administration of of Eric Adams, wouldn't you, uh, would you put that past Eric? I mean, he's walking around with a phony picture of somebody, uh, in his wallet and pretending that he's, uh, he, he cares. And, uh, wow. Wow. So the funeral for this guy is today. My heart breaks. You know, part of it is, quite frankly, I'll say it. Um, the suspect happens to be, I, I don't know what he is. He's a person of color. Maybe he's black. Maybe he's Hispanic. Maybe he's both. I don't know, but immediately. The media's interest is less than because of that. If this were a white individual who at one point in his life may or may not have seen the Tucker Carlson show, everybody coast to coast would be focused on this uh, episode of white supremacy. Uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about his motives. I'd like to know uh, if he was on weed or not. Oh, we've got to find that out. Everybody who's arrested. Don't they drug test everybody who's arrested? They should. 
And for a while they were doing that and they figured, I want to know how many people are smoking pot. It's, uh, 90%. I'm, I'm going to say 95% of all criminals. Uh, I'd like to get the, I don't have the data. I'm not, that's, that's me just kind of pulling it out. That's my supposition. What do you think? Um, hey, the cocaine is a big story. The coke, people are still interested in the cocaine at the White House. You know, <laughs> is it Hunter's? Is it uh, Kamala's? We don't know. Uh, it's somebody's. But I see that it's like, um, no. And yesterday on the fake news, I mean, how fake can you be? How fake can you be? And this goes, especially you guys, Fox News. I mean, the whole country was talking about the cocaine. Even you guys on Fox were talking about it. I saw it. And then Sunday comes along and all those big, serious political talk shows, right? The big Sunday shows, right? This is the their, their program of record. And we're going to get to the bottom of everything. Well, they did not even mention it. Uh, ABC did not mention it. Fox News did not mention it. Uh, I didn't watch CBS. I did watch um, NBC. What is that called again? Meet the Press. And at the very end of the show, literally with 90 seconds left in the show, it comes up. But look at what they do. They say, oh, if it wasn't for those damn Republicans making an issue out of this. <laughs> it's uh, They blame the Republicans. Let's see. Uh, cut 15, please. Before I close, Maureen Dowd, Garrett had a pretty tough piece on, on Joe Biden. Uh, it was about sort of the, the Biden family isn't acknowledging all of Hunter Biden's children. Uh, it's seven grandkids, Mr. President, not six. I think we've all understand the personal challenge and, and, and concern and all of these things that the that the that the president has here. But his political foes are see this and they're trying to exploit They're try, I mean, it is no doubt every day DeSantis or. Or, or Trump tries to use Hunter to beat up Biden. Uh, how's that world handling it? Uh, how's that world handling it? I mean, every family, every family has these personal issues, right? Every no, it, no, they don't. That's 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 why this is going to rip uh, Joe Biden apart. If he does not get on that plane and go to Arkansas and sit down with his little beautiful girl and say, "I'm here for you forever," um, this is this is going to get bigger. And it's interesting that the New York Times finally wrote that story. You know what's going on, right? Uh, there is a child of Hunter Biden's. That means the child is Joe Biden's grandchild, and she's in Arkansas, and Hunter will not acknowledge her. Joe Biden will not acknowledge her. And Maureen Dowd of the New York Times, I've been talking about this, I mean, not every day, but I think I first pointed this out a year ago, a year ago. And the New York Times, they know about this. And they finally, finally, finally have written two stories. Why? Well, they got permission and they had a committee and then they asked the transgender community, are you guys okay with this? And then they had an internal meeting and then they brought in the therapy dogs and they figured out, okay, we can write this story. And they finally did. What's her name? Uh, Maureen Dowd is actually, yeah, she, she's, uh, she's kind of independent there and wrote this whole thing about how her sister or sister-in-law wrote Joe Biden a letter saying, how dare you do something like this? How dare you not acknowledge your own granddaughter? That's on the pages of the New York times. And, that's significant, although it really shouldn't be. I, I, it should have been a scandal a year ago. You know, it's like we've now we're Kremlinologists. Remember during the Cold War and you had those experts, uh, sometimes they were on TV. A lot of them worked at the Central Intelligence Agency, you know, Kremlinologists. They would, because they were always lying and not telling the truth and leaving things out, the, um, uh, the Kremlin, the communists. They wouldn't tell the world. They wouldn't tell their own people the whole story. But if you look carefully enough, if you really study the newspaper, you could kind of make connections about what's going on and who's in and who's out and what's what's going to happen next. 
And now we're reduced to that here in America, that the New York Times, oh, and Axios are starting to write critical stories of Joe Biden. Hey, I've always known. You can see it. Joe Biden is a hothead. He yells and screams at everybody, and he's a nasty guy. I mean, you've seen it, haven't you? If you if you listen to this, if you look at the content that I'm putting out there, I've captured it many, many times. Um, but like back to this criminology thing, that they're just now kind of going there. Now, what does that mean? If you if you if you put on your criminology hat, it might mean that the Democrats have decided, Joe, it's time to go. So they're. Look at this big story. This is the big story right now in the Beltway. Old Yeller, Biden's private fury. In public, President Biden likes to whisper to make a point. Yeah, he does, and it's creepy. In private, he's prone to yelling. Behind closed doors, Biden has such a quick trigger temper that some aides try to avoid meeting with him alone. Some take a colleague almost as a shield against a solo blast. The president's admonitions include G. I can't even say these myself. Gee, damn it. How the F don't you know this? Don't effing BS me. And he didn't say BS. He says the word. Get the F out of here, according to current and former Biden aides who have witnessed and been on the receiving end of such outbursts. Uh, if you look carefully, you can find this stuff yourself. He's done it a million times, but they cover up for him, just like Tass Pravda covered up for uh, the leaders of the Soviet Union. Well, more and more, it feels like a socialist country, doesn't it? Hey, I want to go back to meet the press. Again, the last two minutes of the dumb show, that's when they feel, that's when they're going to bring up uh, things that might be negative for Joe Biden. And uh, actually, that first clip didn't mention the didn't mention the cocaine, just mentioned the granddaughter. And then the, the, the next guy brings up the cocaine very apologetically. And again, it's the Republicans. How dare the Republicans even talk about that? Cut 17. I mean, look, this is as complex as it gets to have to, you know, I don't think all of us here are parents, right? The idea of trying to balance your family's needs versus your political imperative. Stop! Is- Hunter is freaking 53 years old. Stop treating him like he's 12. And the media, for the media to do that, that guy, that punk who's on that panel, he's younger than Hunter Biden. All right? It doesn't matter. There's criminology. Crim, crim, cr- there, there are crimes here. There's... <laughs> Hunter's sitting there with uh, Joe and they're yelling and screaming at some guy in China about pay us $5 million. And these people are talking about the sensitivities of the family. Keep going. Is is just ugly and unpleasant yeah. in politics as we're going to get. And we're going to get way down in it. I was just going to say, over. this is only the beginning. Yeah. All right. I got to run. That's all we have for today. That's got to run. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> Very end of the show. And it's all those nasty Republicans. It's a legitimate issue. These are one of the reasons why a lot of people decide not to run for office. When your family is as screwed up as the Bidens, you think, you know what? For us to go on the national scene and start telling people how to live their lives and what to do and uh, when we have all these problems, a normal family would say, let's sit this one out, okay? It wasn't exactly imperative that Joe, however old he was, when did he? He was like 77 years old when he started all that. Isn't that kind of funny? Let's see. Let's end on something good here. Uh, oh, did you see Sound of Freedom yet? Sound of Freedom. Tim Ballard is the real life hero. The movie is based on him. And, you know, sometimes nothing makes sense. And every now and then I get a reminder that, well, maybe what's driving everything is uh, money and sex. Money and sex. 
and horribly, unthinkably, there are very powerful people out there who apparently are okay with child sex trafficking. Why would that be? Oh, shut up, you QAnon! Uh, cut 18. This was a, this was a political platform. This is a political party. And what I started recognizing is I, I, I named them the, I don't know, it's like I call, I call it the pedophile network doctrines. Okay. Yeah. It's what, like they include things like separate children from parents because parents are a bad influence. The state knows best. Sexualize kids. Let them see pornography. Two. Karl Marx. Three. Take God out of education because that mm-hmm. just gets in the way. And kids consent, consent, consent. Children can consent to anything. At 12 years old, they should be able to vote. They should be able to do anything. Now, what am I seeing here? I'm, I'm, my stomach is getting sick as I'm reading this. I read this every day. It's the woke left agenda. I'm not saying that they're colluding or talking. It doesn't matter. It's the same dark source. And they are pedophiles are sitting back right now going, we've been pushing this agenda for decades. And now we don't have to push anymore because the left is taking care of for us in America, in America. And, and, and this whole trans voice on children, you know, again, I'm libertarian. Adults do what you want. I'll fight for your right to do whatever you want. Okay. In terms of adult, I'm talking about children. And, and what they're saying is children can consent to having their bodies filled with a chemical that will destroy the reproductive system. They can consent to ripping apart their genitalia. Like this is insanity. Why in and of itself is horrible. But what it's going to lead to is what the pedophiles have been asking for. If you can consent to that, guess what? What's more fluid than gender? Age. Wow, that's Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard, uh, formerly with Homeland Security. Guy's been, he sacrificed everything to fight child sex trafficking. See the movie, please, if you already haven't. It's called Sound of Freedom. Give me a moment, please. Thank you. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, So again, uh, cocaine found right outside the Situation Room in the West Wing of the White House. No problem. In fact, uh, it was probably the workers. Yes, they blame the workers, the workers. You know, the White House is always under renovation. Heck, it's 250 years old. It's always breaking down. So they always have to renovate it. There are workers all over the place. They're blaming those guys for the cocaine. Um I think uh <laughs> I know who the leading suspect is in my book and uh the the fake news especially the Sunday fake news and the thing about the Sunday fake news is who watches that most normal people don't people in the swamp watches it and it's uh heavily heavily subsidized and the advertisers there are these big multinational corporations uh, Northrop Grumman and the rest and I I guess for they don't want the boat rocked too much they don't want to hear the truth I would believe that about a lot of corporations uh, so they don't want to hear about Hunter and they got their wish. No mention of Hunter up until the very end. Oh, you know, those pesky Republicans. How dare they? Well, it's interesting that at one point it was a scandal not to have drugs in the White House. Uh, I mean, obviously that should be a scandal. Somehow it's not. Uh, it's been minimized. In 1989, George H.W. Bush, his very first big speech to the country was all about drugs. Yeah. It was a, it was a problem back then. It's worse now, and um, this is what he did. It's interesting. He got some crack cocaine. He held crack cocaine. He, I'm telling, he took it right out of his desk drawer. George H. W. Bush took crack cocaine right out of his desk drawer and said, "Look at this stuff." Go ahead. Tonight, I'll tell you how many Americans are using illegal drugs. I will present to you our national strategy to deal with every aspect of this threat, and I will ask you to get involved in what promises to be a very difficult fight. 
this. This is crack cocaine seized a few days ago by drug enforcement agents in a park just across the street from the White House. It could easily have been heroin or PCP. It's as innocent looking as candy, but it's turning our cities into battle zones and it's murdering our children. Let there be no mistake. This stuff is poison. Good job, uh, George H.W. Bush. Uh, the media freaked out, oh, by the way. <laughs> Crack in the White House. Oh, my God. Yeah, even though it had a big evidence seal on it and it was sealed, obviously it wasn't for any but his personal consumption. But they totally freaked out about it. Uh, and they also said, crack, there couldn't have been crack even near the White House. Turned out they were kind of right. <laughs> they arranged the drug deal. They had an undercover guy and they arranged to have the, 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 the actual, you know, transfer of drugs. Guys like, uh, can we meet in my house? And the undercover's agent, no, uh, could we meet at Lafayette Park, please? <laughs> it's like, okay, that's a little bit out of my way. And that's what they did. And, uh, therefore, uh, George H.W. Bush could have the, Crack cocaine, often also known as rock. How does he talk? He doesn't talk that Texan. He talks, I don't know, let, he was a preppy. Preppy from Connecticut, and that's okay. Uh, his heart was in the right place. Very strange, though. He um, he had a weird affect during the entire speech. Uh, he's he's smiling the whole time. He's, he's smiling. I guess who delivered the Democrat rebuttal? Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, right after George uh, W. Bush was done, uh, let me see if I can get this. It was, um, it was, it was, uh, Joe Biden's turn. And he's like, we got to get everybody who's on drugs. And, and, and George H.W. Bush is not going far enough. He's, uh, he's weak on this stuff. And we got to go after the more prison sentence and more, uh, cops and more judges and more prosecutors, all that stuff. Um, you know, AOC would have had a heart attack. Oh, did you hear she endorsed him? I wonder what that's all about. I have an idea. I'll be right back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, uh, Joe is really blowing it overseas. Uh, Joe Biden, that is. He's uh, he was in UK, the UK, England, and uh, touching and uh, kissing and all over uh, Prince Charles. You're not supposed to do that. And then uh, they, they, he walks in front of him, which apparently you're not supposed to do that either. Cut nineteen, please. Cut nineteen. He's totally ignoring Charles. He's walking way in front of him as they inspect the troops. Yep. Now, when 
It's fun. He's behind him the entire time. Charles is. He's the king. It's his country. You're supposed to walk next to him, not in front of him. Oh, man, it's bad. Hey, that music stinks, by the way. I hated uh, military music, actually. It was just military is cool. Worst music ever. Um, every time there was a change, and they always play too much in the way of music. One of the reasons you don't want to be uh, president is you got to stand in so many damn ceremonies. You got to stand there and listen to the same lame music. Um, but there was a time in 2018, you know, Trump went over to the UK, met with the Queen. There was like this, one, like inadvertently, for four seconds, for four seconds, maybe, he kind of walked slightly in front of the Queen. And that was it. Four seconds. And he stopped. And there she is. Oh, okay. There you are. I didn't see you. I was looking over there. Now I see you over here. You know, you're uh, you're not tall, but that's fine. My mother wasn't tall. It, they had a great time over there. And the fake news went crazy. Twitter erupted. Everyone's making fun. Oh, my gosh. He's such a savage. What I just saw. I mean, he's got those stupid aviators on. I think it's supposed to be kind of uh, that's against protocol. What presidents wear sunglasses? Isn't it kind of rude somehow to wear sunglasses? I, the only time I remember sunglasses on a president was uh, John F. Kennedy when he went to uh, Cape Canaveral because he's in he's I don't know. It's kind of a it was a technical visit and he was looking at stuff. And but generally speaking, did Ronald Reagan ever wear sunglasses? Um, I don't think it's a. I mean, Bill Clinton did when he played the saxophone on the. The Arsenio All Show, remember that? That was the most edgy thing anybody had ever seen. Oh, my gosh. He's running for president, and he's playing the saxophone. Oh, this is the most crazy thing. Uh, look at where we are now. And it's gotten more real. I think we're in a pretty cool place, actually, in terms of uh, Trump. Did you see him over the weekend? Uh, he was in Las Vegas, and uh, he went to the UFC thing. That was incredible. He came out like he was going to jump in the ring. It was awesome. It was just exciting. It was it was leadership. That's what leadership looks like. It doesn't look like Joe Biden, and everybody knows it. Ooh, he laid into uh, Ron DeSantis. I mean, he's just going in for the kill here, Trump. Ron DeSantis is uh, mortally wounded and won't be recovering, may not even recover ever again. Uh, I mean, may not be viable for 2028 or whatever. Cut one, please. Cut one. Donald we Trump. Did, and I think two or three rallies. I think three big, big rallies, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And they came out. I said, you know, you're going to win. And he ended up winning. And then about three years later, they said to him, will you run against the president? And he said, I have no comment on that. I said, he has no comment. That means he's running. I said, that son of a bitch is running. I got him elected. So I don't, I'm not a big fan of his. And he's highly overrated. He's highly overrated. Remember, he's the one that wanted to cut. Social Security. He's the one that wanted to raise the minimum age, and he voted on this. This isn't just... And the one thing you have to remember, when a politician comes out with an initial plan, and then they go into a corner because they're getting killed, because he's getting killed. He's like... He's, his thing is going... <laughs> well, he also has no personality. That helps, right? As a politician, you have to have personality. You saw where he wants to change his name. It's DeSantis. He wants to call it DeSantis, but you don't do it in the middle of a campaign. <laughs> uh did he say sob there i thought it was going to say the uh the b word did they uh uh, uh let's see uh, there's more cut two. every time i get a subpoena you know my polls go up i get more and more subpoenas <laughs> report to a grand 
jury. He's killing Biden. He's killing them all. Let's. That's what it is. These are crooked people. Never happened in our country. Called weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI. We've never had anything like this. And it's all bullshit too. It's all stuff. <laughs> That's why my polls go up. I'm the only person ever got indicted who became more popular. Because people understand it. They read it. They see it. It's all contrived, horrible stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, another politician, they would they would have been, first of all, they would be talk, talk about mortally wounded. They couldn't get out of bed uh, with the fear of going to jail with what this guy's been through, right? The arrest, the phony arrest downtown, the phony, everything is phony. It would have killed uh, $999 people out of a trillion, okay? It, just, it does not stop him. Um, and the way he laid into DeSantis, it takes a conventional candidate – you know, a million, like they got to have a bunch of consultants. They got to come up. Okay. What's the one line we're going to use against our opponent? You know, it just overwhelms him. This is overwhelming, overwhelming your opposition. He's good at politics. He's good at it. He's a master at it. Hey, hold on a second. RFK Jr. was on, uh, the other side of midnight, huh? RFK Jr. No kidding. Frank Morano talked to RFK Jr. I like RFK Jr. Uh, huh. Let's hear this. Cut Frank Morano with RFK Jr. Cut nine. Let me begin with a question that I think a lot of people are going to be curious about, and, and that's why. I came across an old copy of New York Magazine from 1995, and it's a b- wonderful picture of you, and it hey, can describes I ask something? you. The headline is... Can I ask ending. something? Uh, does, uh, does RFK Jr. get to talk in this uh, interview? I hope so. Okay, keep going. Let me begin... Oh, I got here. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Let, all right, let me... All right, let him go. No, no, let him. I got to hear the whole question now. Do do it from the top. Let me begin with a question that I think a lot of people are going to be curious about, and and that's why. I came across an old copy of New York Magazine from 1995, and it's a wonderful picture of you, and it describes you. The headline is The Kennedy Who Matters, and it says right next to your picture, with the deal he just brokered to save the city's water supply, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. suddenly becomes a New York political player with a future. Now, at that time, you were considered (laughs) the future of the Democratic party in new york maybe even nationally it seemed like you were destined to be an attorney general a governor senator maybe even president but you didn't run for office in those years and now large swaths of the democratic establishment have written you off as a fringe candidate pushed by right wingers you're running now so my question is why didn't you run then and why are you running now? It's a good question. Well, I, actually, I didn't run then, Frank, because I had family issues. I had family difficulties that I did not think I uh, could afford losing my full attention. Um, and I, I'm running now very, very unexpectedly. I never thought that I would run for uh, certainly for the presidency, particularly at my age. But I see my country being swept away from a and my political party walking away from its traditional values. Good for him. Um, and the voice doesn't bother me anymore. It, I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be his number one, uh, issue, but, uh, I mean, weakness, like people would not want to listen. They love listening to him. I love listening to him. Let's see, uh, cut 10. 
If someone <laughs> disagrees with you on right. vaccines, is there still room in the Kennedy camp for them to support you? For instance, I'm vaxxed and uh, boosted. I'm a believer that the COVID vaccine was a, a, a big help in ending the pandemic. <laughs> Could I be someone that still conceivably supports you, given the emphasis that you've placed on the vaccine issue? Yeah, I mean, I think most of the, the attitudes toward me that, you know, the hostility toward me and the vaccine issue comes from misinformation that, you know, the, the, the legacy media particularly misleads the public about what my position is on vaccines. I think most Americans, 99% of Americans, if they understood my position, would say, of course, that's how I feel too. And what my position on vaccines, Frank, is they should be safety tested the way that other medications are safety tested. They should have placebo-controlled trials prior to licensure. Now, this part, I don't understand all that stuff about the vaccine. I am, uh, but I do believe this, and I think RFK and Frank Moran, another good question. We're all on the same page here. It should be a choice. You can't mandate that. When Joe yelled at everybody saying our patience is wearing thin, how dare you? Show me where in the Constitution it says the government can tell you and me what the hell to put in our bodies. Insanity. Insanity. All right. Good, good, good. Uh, last one. Cut 11. President Biden tried to, I think, kind of slip under the radar Friday before Independence Day weekend and sort of issue this executive order announcing that the federal government was done complying with the John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Act and that essentially there'd be no more documents released related to the John F. Kennedy assassination. And 99% of the material that could be released has already been released. Anything that's not been released, we're not going to release because of security concerns and things of that nature. You were pretty critical of President Biden for his handling of this. How come? Well, you know, they say 99%, but that's 99% of, uh, of 4 million documents, and that's a big number. <laughs> so, you know, 1% of 4 million is a big number, and that's the 1% that they don't want released. So we know that they have at least 4,000 documents that they don't want people to see. This is a 60-year-old crime. It's the most important crime in American history. Many historians and scholars see it as a coup d'etat against American democracy from which our country has never recovered. Well, congratulations to Frank. Great interview. And RFK Jr., I like him. Uh, a little math check, though, and uh, of, of uh, what is it, 1% of 4 million ain't 4,000, it's 40,000. It's 40,000 documents out there about this thing that they don't want us to see. And, uh, you know, I used to believe that it was Oswald. I used to believe that it was Oswald by himself. Uh, no way. Uh-uh. Uh, my, uh, my thinking has evolved, and my trust for the government has uh almost vanished all right so uh that's where i am on that uh, good stuff there um you know when you see somebody shoplifting what are you supposed to do i guess the reaction is take out your camera and film it right uh everybody does that i understand it i don't want to get into a fight i'm if i'm at the drugstore i'm not going to tackle the guy you know i mean it's not my store uh but you think the person who owns the store would have a little bit of sympathy for the employees, especially the male employees, the men who work there. What are you supposed to do? I also understand that they don't want their employees getting hurt. Don't tackle the guy. You know, all right, take a video if you want. I met this guy. Uh, when did I meet him? Friday. Uh, Francisco Barisa. Great dude. And uh, 
No, I'm sorry. Santino Barroso is his name. And maybe you saw the video. He uh, followed a bunch of guys outside of a, uh, outside of a, a grocery store in Colorado. And he's just like, dude, man, come on. You really, are you serious right now? And there are seven guys shoplifting. And they huge carts full of steak, full of shampoo, full of all the expensive stuff. I mean, the expensive shampoo and all this stuff. And he's just saying, come on, bro. Are you serious? And all he did was get the license plate number, which was tough because they put silly putty over the license plate. And this guy lost his job for doing that. This guy lost his job for just videotaping the shoplifters at a store where he worked. And uh, they don't want him doing that for liability reasons. Well, what about manhood reasons, right? What about being a man? America is not a country where you just watch that stuff. And especially if you work there, you got to do something, right? Well, good job. Um, good job, Mr. Barossa, Santino Barossa. Uh, I like him a lot. Hey, should we give um, should we give Ron DeSantis a chance to say something? Yeah, why not? All right. Well, cut seven. Cut seven. I think one of the reasons that Donald Trump is in the lead is because of the corruption and the unfairness of our justice system. I want to know what you're going to do. What are you going to do about the fact that the FBI worked with Twitter to censor information, amplify lies and suppress truth? What are you going to do about this influence peddling that we see is in plain sight that the Biden family has been doing allegedly for now more than a decade? What can you do about it to straighten things out, given the fact that the Americans are sick and tired of the corruption they see in plain sight? I vote for we Maria. will end the weaponization of government. And that's, of course, a new FBI director on day one. That's a difference between me and Donald Trump. He says the jury's still out on FBI Director Ray. I think you need a new start on day one. Uh, we're going to clean house uh, at the Department of Justice. And, you know, I look back at, like, the Hunter Biden censorship which was a huge, huge deal to happen in the 2020 election. Uh, and yet, you know, those were Donald Trump's own agencies that were colluding with big tech. I would never allow that to happen. I would fire those people uh, immediately. And in fact, in Florida, we've signed legislation that prohibits all state and local government officials in our state uh, from colluding with tech companies to try to censor the political speech. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about it, right? There's just, it's not, it's not ready. I told him last, I told him last year, Ron, don't run. Ron, not now. And he's, uh, he's finding that out in, in, in catastrophic fashion. If he doesn't get out soon, he's going to damage himself permanently. This is not the time. And they're going to start, they're going to start dropping out. And, uh, that's when I'm going to break out my video from a year ago where I said publicly, and it actually got a lot of attention, Ron, don't do it. It's not the time. you got to work on your skills. You don't have them yet. Florida is not America. It's America, but it's not. It's a much bigger thing you're trying to do here, and you're not ready. Be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, Let's take a call. Patricia, hello. Patricia, how are you? Good, how are you? Fine. 
So what's doing? Uh, look, you're on the radio right now. Do you have anything to say? Sorry. Absolutely. Um, I, my mother was diagnosed with um, Alzheimer's in the 80s. And when I first started to see Biden when he was, became president, the similarities were unbelievable with the anger and the temper. And just recently, I saw a commercial for Alzheimer's, and they're showing people, you know, older people with their tempers and slamming their hands down and screaming in that. And I just find that, you know, ironic. Wow. So you saw that. Yeah, no, it's uh, they won't even let him talk to, on the phone with members of Congress because that's when he really starts yelling and screaming. I also think that he's a nasty guy and he's always been yelling. I don't know how much it has to do with his. Uh, I mean, I've got him yelling at that guy in New Hampshire back in 1987, yelling and lying. Remember that? So, yeah. um, all right. Well, anyway, how'd you, I guess your mom is no longer with us. No, but, um, the other thing I want to tell you, it's about Star Trek. Can I tell yeah. you for a second? Sure. Um, there's a, a shopping network that has this, um, uh, TV. It's called Tiny TV. And each TV has a different, they have, um, um, friends. They have this, that, and they have Star Trek. And on the little tiny TV, they have three episodes of the Star Trek. On the tiny TV? Why not get a regular TV and see all the episodes? I don't understand. What's the appeal of a tiny TV? Cause it's like a little ornament. It's like, it's like just cute. Like you have that intrepid or whatever that thing is called for the Star Trek, you, you, you know. The enterprise not. model? The enterprise model? All right. So it's a tiny TV. Is it a toy TV? Yeah, well, no, you put it, you press the button and this, the, the episode comes on and you watch the TV on this tiny TV. Um, how much? Well, it was really thirty nine something. It got marked down to nineteen ninety nine. I ordered two. I got one for my husband. Are you sure it works? Have you seen this thing? You can actually watch the entire episode on a tiny TV you hang from a Christmas tree. So it's three quick episodes. Well, I mean, I an, one- a Star Trek episode is not that quick. It's fifty two minutes. I don't know what you know. I mean, it's a real. It's a. That's three hours of television you're talking about. No, I'm not. It's just little quick things to get, you know. Well, you said episodes. Well, three different episodes. Well, that, like that's that. what I mean. Three different episodes. It's got to be. All right. So you mean little clips, right? Little clips. clips. Okay. Right, I'm not clip. with your lingo. Okay. Well, the lingo. Anyway, it's called the language. All right. No, I'm all right, Patricia. No, I'm just teasing. I'm going to check this out. It actually looks cool. I'm looking at it right here. Thank you for the tip. And uh, Janet is standing by. Hi, Janet. Hi. I just wanted to tell you, I was thinking about what you were, what they're trying to say in the New York Times said, how could Joe Biden, he has his little grandchild and blah, blah, blah. Who would want to have him as a grandfather and send your kid over there maybe and then have her, him smell her hair and touch her? I, you know what? She gets $20,000 a month in child support from uh, the son, which they're trying to lower down now, which is $240,000. This whole thing is so ridiculous. She She should know what kind of animals they are, and I wouldn't want them anywhere near my door. Well, you raise a good point, uh, but wait a second. Do you think that's too much money or too little money? I mean, you consider all the millions and millions and millions of dollars the Bidens have and still get and all that crazy stuff. And for the nerve of Hunter to go in there, I think he tried to bring it down and he did bring it down from like 20 to four, 20,000 to 4,000. And, and, and here's a couple of my paintings. I mean, that's terrible. 
I mean, that girl should get a hell of a lot more money than uh, than $20,000 a month. A lot more. And by the way, this is taxed, I believe. So it's not that. Uh... Anyway, Janet. Yeah, though, we're hanging around Joe Biden. I mean, I'd like to think that there are perks when your granddad is the president of the United States. But in this case, maybe not so much. Hey, I'm looking at this tiny TV. It actually looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. Somebody get me a tiny. I'll get it myself. I'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, good for uh, 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Didn't he change his name a little bit to something else? Anyway, 50 Cent is in, um, he used to live in Queens. Remember, he was shot like 19 times. Now, granted, he was in a a high-risk profession. (laughs) Uh, He was rapping, and I think maybe, I I don't want to, were there drugs involved? There was a time in the 80s, 90s, 90s especially, when, um, you know, the rap guys were, there was a lot of gunplay, all right? There's not as much now, but there used to be a lot. And 50 was shot like 19 different times, and um, he lived. They got him five times, and he's still alive. Um, good for 50. Uh, Curtis Jackson, I think, is his real name. Interesting guy. I follow him on social media sometimes, and he's going on and on about how bad the crime is in is in Los Angeles, and the judges don't get it, and they're releasing people with no bail, and uh, that's uh, that's bad. You know what I'm talking about, 50 Cent. He did the Inda Club song. That's the only known, the song I could probably name. In the club, rubber dub, happy birthday, and all that stuff. Um, anyway, he also bought a very, very, very big house in Connecticut that was what they call a white elephant, just too big to maintain. And um, didn't he go bankrupt? Oh, no, no, no. That was uh, MC Hammer. MC Hammer lost it all, but it's still hanging around. James Flippin, hello. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Um, did you like 50 Cent? Yeah, actually, um, I can remember that I was a senior in high school when that big album came out. It was called Get Rich or Die Trying. I can picture him on the cover of it wearing a, uh, a medallion, guinea tee and, uh, a gun belt. He had like those shoulder strap, the shoulder strap gun See, belt. He's a very militant looking guy. He is. Yeah, I'd say so. But I think in real life, he's kind of cool. He doesn't like what's going on in Los Angeles. Who does? Can you name any? I could only name the In the Club song. Can you name anything else? I mean, you knew the well, album. What? Yeah. So that that news report that I just did, the selection was Wanksta. That was the song. That, that, was, the, sounds... that was his breakout song. <laughs> before that, before that album even came out. Wanksta. Huh? Wanksta. Was there a sexual connotation to that? I, I don't mean... think that's a sexual connotation. I what think was it all about? Like a, like a poser, like somebody who pretends to be of the streets, but they're not. Just really. a wank. I guess. All right. And then there was before that, he had a, a mixtape that came out. I'm not trying to, to impugn Curtis Jackson right now, but his, his mixtape had a, a well-known song called How to Rob. Yeah, he was not exactly known for law-abiding ways. But he claims to be a born-again Christian, and that's partly, I guess, where some of his thoughts on uh, crime in Los Angeles come into play. Well, 
let's face it, I know I the, one of the reasons why I'm speaking of him affectionately is because I do think he renounced that lifestyle, mm-hmm. left it in the past, mm-hmm. and um, you know is on to bigger and better things. And also, he's a very serious actor. He lost like sixty pounds for a movie, and I was like, man, uh, that this guy's uh, this guy's intense. What about this stuff with the scooter and the the dude who uh, you know killed all those people? Have you noticed that it's not that big a story? And somehow, I mean, I I would not. I think the vice president and the president and the secretary of defense should be visiting New York right now. Yeah, I mean, it is um, a really shocking crime in terms of you know just kind of you know you, you spend enough time in the news. It's sad to say that whenever a shooting happens or some sort of violent incident, you say immediately, okay, did they know each other? Right? Like, was this a fight amongst people who had impassioned history? In this case, it was just a random thing. You know, this guy allegedly riding his scooter in parts of Brooklyn and then Queens, just opening fire on people. Inclu- I mean, that, that's extremely harrowing. And you see this 86-year-old man get shot and die. Right. He collapses, he gets shot in the back, and then you see the red blood splotch get bigger and bigger and bigger. He died. The funeral is today. An immigrant from Yemen got here like in the 1960s, really hardworking, successful man. Another guy crossing the street. I don't know if he lived or died, but there was a guy walking rather with conviction, kind of walking a little fat and got shot in the street. Do you know what happened to him? Uh, supposedly, he's listed in critical condition right now. Um, what three, about the, three people wounded? That's one of them. What are the motives of this dude? I haven't heard anything about that right now. They're under he's undergoing a psychiatric evaluation at I, Jamaica Hospital. I heard he was talking about mind control and China and all kinds of weird stuff, which would suggest that he's a maniac. Stands to reason. Um, but by the way, anybody who's on, not to say, I'm not, you're not a murderer, but anybody who's on one of those stupid scooters who's older than 12, uh, you gotta screw loose. I mean, I'm sorry, I had a, I had a stare down with somebody today who goes right through the red light. I'm doing my thing. I wait for the light. I'm crossing the crosswalk and this guy comes on his scooter and he's all like, just blew off the red light. I'm like, Hey, I'm walking here. And I just, and he gave me a look and I gave him a look. And I thought re- later that it's probably not good to yell at strangers like that. You never know what the hell they have. That is true, road rage and stuff like that. But what, right. was this somebody who was working, you think? Like a he, delivery worker? No, he looked like he was on his way to work. Mm, okay. You know what I mean, he looked like a professional. Yeah. And um, so I don't, that doesn't really change the you – know, if, if delivery boys, more than anybody, should be vo- following the rules. You would think so, but it seems like they're the ones that are kind of a little bit lawless. Sometimes. Actually, actually, when it comes to the scooters – uh, they, they don't use scooters. They use bikes. Oh, the right, the e-pedal, the, the delivery pedal assist, or whatever. Delivery guys are on bikes. Um, cute millennials, you know, want to be cute in New York City. Ride the scooters, and that is uh, those things are terrible. And you, I, I know a doctor, a friend of mine, a friend of mine's friend got killed on one of those dumb things, mm. uh, run over by a car uh, while they're on their scooter, and uh, no more scooter. Get a car. And one other thing. What's going on with congestion pricing? I had a, for some reason, I had a dream about congestion pricing and like it's, it's even worse than I thought. And everyone talks about the delivery guys, you know, the delivery, delivery, delivery and the cost going up. Like trucks, you mean? Yeah. But there are people who live in certain parts of Long Island that are not easily accessible to Long Island Railroad and transit deserts, they call it. Yeah. Parts of Queens are like that too. I mean, Brooklyn, you can't just, and, there are a lot of people I know who come into the city and they already have to pay for parking. You know, it's a pain in the neck, but it's actually economical. It's better than the train. Um, and they're going to be hit with this. It's going to make a lot of jobs untenable. 
a lot of jobs. They, they just will not be worth it to make yeah. the trip. Well, it's interesting because you hear from different politicians involved in this, some people who represent parts of the outer boroughs, whether it's, you know, Nicole Maliotakis in Staten Island or, you know, over in New Jersey, you've got Congressman Josh Gottheimer, who's been very strongly against um, congestion pricing. And in essence, what they're saying is to the officials in support of this policy, it's not going to work out the way you think it is, because they argue those against congestion pricing that the trucks are going to go have to go into Staten Island. They're going yeah. to have to go into the Bronx. The pollution will just go elsewhere. And to your point, the people that can afford to come into Manhattan, they're making it in anyway. Now, even more people won't be able to afford it. All right. So listen, I think we know each other well enough now. I want to know. Are you for Trump? Oh, don't say anything else. You can't even say because you got this neutral job. I, I'm still considering who I would vote You're for. You're undecided. I consider myself undecided. You're well, I don't even know who's the main candidate's going to be for both policy, for both party. What do you mean by that? I mean, are we sure that Biden's even going to run? Are we oh, yeah. sure that it's going to be Trump? I mean, I mean, it really looks like it's going to be Trump. I don't see. I, mean, I tend to agree. These indictments are not stopping him, and he won't even have to. If there is a trial, and I think it's all going to collapse, it would be after uh, January of 2025. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the avenue is quite clear for him to be the nominee. Now, will they move heaven and earth to steal it from him all over again, in my opinion? Yes, and I'm worried about that. Um, but you're right, Joe Biden, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, look, I mean, you're not going to vote for Gavin Newsom, right? I, I'm i not planning on voting for Gavin Newsom. Oh, no. man, because that guy, he really, and not only that, he's an egomaniac. All he is is skinny, and he's got great hair. He's the one who said, everybody's in my state has got to wear a mask and stay home, and he went maskless to some restaurant with his uh, fancy friends. Can you believe that? The ultimate in hypocrisy. Hey, do me a favor. Stand by. Uh... I do want to know about this. Did you see Sound of Freedom yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. I saw some clips on Twitter, and you're seeing all this pushback from certain people who want to make it out to be like a QAnon thing. I'm not really sure why that is, but yeah, I know it's a it's a movie about um, sex trafficking. I'll tell you what. It's I I know what the QAnon stuff is. It stops short of the QAnon stuff. It does. It stops short. Full stop. It's not. And and uh, Caviezel has pointed this out a couple of times. Look, this is an action adventure story in many ways. Um, but the whole thing about kids and what's it called? A, 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 there's some adenochrome, adrenochrome, right? Which that I am not familiar with, and I have no clue. Um, it has something to do with the adrenaline and getting it from people. It's uh, it's a whole other area. I have no idea, but that's where some of the um, the QAnon stuff is. And, you know, I mean, they're trying to uh, stigmatize any line of inquiry they don't like by calling it QAnon, you know. And, um, you know, I have questions about the election. Oh, that's QAnon. No, it's not. It's questions about the election. I have questions about the military-industrial complex. I have questions about the military. Oh, by the way, everybody, Tommy Tuberville, Republican of Alabama, is putting a great big hold on promotions for generals and admirals. And that is a fabulous thing. So the generals and the admirals and the secretary of defense are being all cute when it comes to, well, they're just a bunch of suck-ups, quite frankly. All right? They are total suck-ups. And the military has got to look at this. All right? The culture has become a culture of sucking up. There's one thing, rank, you know, and the, the command and uh, chain of command and all that stuff is good. But when it devolves into a culture of yes men and women sucking up, doing whatever those in power want, no matter what the hell it is, I mean, that an aircraft carrier would have LGBTQ spoken, spoken word night. I mean, can I go and tell tales of uh, what the hell I did when I was, uh, you know, 
on a Friday night three years earlier? No, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate to talk about uh, one's whatever coming out, coming in. <clears throat> James, did you know that that was happening in the in the military? Coming in. Well, I didn't mean I, I didn't mean anything by that coming out coming in whichever way you go <laughs> that that those kind of nights are are happening at the in the military LGBT spoken word night is happening on aircraft carriers at sea um I'm not that surprised because I know that there's been a real push for DEI type stuff within the military DEI diversity equity and inclusion and you know what's interesting about DEI Barbara and I talked about this DEI if you you look at the Latin root right. D-E-I-U-S, God, God, it's the new God. Forget about God, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion, and all this man-made crap, that's the new God. And uh, not for us, but uh, certainly that's what the left is up to. James, always love it when you come in. Thanks for having me and Greg, always happy to ha- have a discussion. Is there anything uh, anything else I should be looking at? Anything else come? What's, what are you working on next? Uh, well, I mean, we've been putting some stories up today about, you know, all this stuff going on up in the Hudson Valley, these, these devastating oh, the storms. That's right by West Point, too, right? Yeah. They, West Point got like eight inches of rain yesterday or something like that. Crazy. The rain was wild. I was in Central Park, and I was with my wife and daughter, and uh, it started drizzling, and then it started raining, and we did exactly what you're not supposed to do in the rain. But I had no choice. We went under a tree, and a lot of other people did. And, oh, by the way, it works. It works. Those you, stay, big, you stay dry. You stay dry. And then I noticed, like, uh, wow, this really works. And then I looked down, and that's why the, the why, that's why there's no grass around trees, if you notice, because the water doesn't get to the to the ground as well. Yep. Is that why there's no grass down there? I think so. This is the kind of thing you think about when you're uh, <laughs> waiting out a storm. And I know that the lightning thing is something to consider, but somehow, given the thickness of the brush, I didn't I didn't fear lightning. And uh, famous last words. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure if the science backs <laughs> that up or not. All right, so figure it out what you're really supposed to do. Thank you, James. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, my grandparents have uh, my grandparents. I guess it's uh, they're my grandparents. Who are they? They're my my in laws. My in laws have the older baby somewhere in Europe on a cruise. And uh, I'm getting a little bit flipped out about it. It's uh, kind of uh, on a cruise. She's three. And uh, having the time of her life, I get these pictures and videos. And, you know, they have uh, ABBA cover cover bands. And she goes to the concert. She's in the pool all the time. Um, you know, everything's everything's amazing. I mean, it's one concert, one puppet show. Then it's in the pool. And then it's back to the puppet show. And then it's another concert. Then it's an ice cream festival. What's, what is she going to be like when she gets back here? I mean, <laughs> we don't have a puppet show every time we turn around. I mean, we try to make uh, her childhood as amazing as possible, but you know, there is uh, the drudgery of being a kid, right? I mean, you got to learn certain things and it's not all a party. I'm a little bit worried about that. The other one, meanwhile, she is just one and she can't yet talk, but she makes beautiful, beautiful cooing sounds. They're just, it's just so nice to listen to. Would you like to hear how she coos? I think that's the best way to, you hear me trying to, hold on a second. Here we go. Let's see. Can you coo for me, little girl, please? Here we go. Oh, oh, what is it? Huh? Oh. Ooh. What's it doing? Ooh. 
that was the nice baby talk at the end. She sounds like Pebbles from uh, the Flintstones a little bit. Anybody remember Pebbles and 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 Bam Bam? Uh, Vito, or should I say Vito? Who said Vito? Can you Vito? Hello. Um, it's uh, it's, it's actually Vito, but uh, I know it's Vito. Work. I'm playing. Uh, remember, remember that senator, the senator in Godfather Two, Vito yeah. Corleone. Uh, just to show that he was really ultra white bread. Uh, what's up? Hey, Greg, uh, I want you to find out if the person on the scooter was here legally. Let's see that they, they don't hide the ethnicity and, uh, of course, uh, the legality. Uh, you want me to find that out, huh? Well, I'm looking yeah. at I, I'm pretty sure the person's a citizen. I'm pretty sure the person's a citizen. Yeah. 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 I mean, he went off the rails. Uh, yeah, totally. Hey, listen, we have people uh, from all walks. I guess it is particularly galling when somebody commits a crime who shouldn't even be here in the first place, right? And that is kind of, I could say how that's particularly galling, right? Um, but, uh, you know, the media, they have all their equations as to when something is a big deal and when it's not. For some reason, this has been somewhat minimized. Guy goes on a shooting spree on a scooter shooting people. It's like 11 in the morning and it's a bam, 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 bam. Sandra, hello. Mm-mm. Greg, Hi. welcome back, Greg. Um, I wanted to say that um, over the weekend I saw some statistics saying that conservatives are more informed than liberals are in the most important issues today. So last week on your show, it was a great show where federal judge um, Dowdy uh, condemned the Biden censorship regime. So, so when I say to myself, so many of the liberal people are not even aware of what's going on, and now they're going to appeal this. And my point I'm trying to make is that the other side doesn't even know half of what's going on, and now they're going to appeal censorship. That's everyone should know because it's going to affect liberals and uh, conservative people. Yeah, it's amazing what they, I mean, really, watching MSNBC, what, reading the New York Times. They have finally acknowledged the existence of this uh, granddaughter of President Biden's. She's four, four years old. She's four. She's been around for years. They just started talking about this last week. Last week, two articles so far. Two. What is their what? What is their aversion to the truth? You can't tell me that's not newsworthy. You can't tell me the cocaine in the White House is not newsworthy. Would it be newsworthy if it were Donald Trump? So there's this very weird, sick aversion to the truth to, I don't know, carry out some sort of agenda or to not rile their readers because so many of their readers are liberal and woke and crazy. Anyway, thank you, Sandra. Be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, there's a picture going around. Um, it's not particularly uh, unique or anything. You wouldn't look twice, perhaps, but it's a beach scene, a bunch of people in bathing suits. And um, if you look closely, though, you can kind of tell it's old, the quality of the photograph. And uh, it says 1970, 1970. But there's some interesting things about this that, again, I probably would not have noticed at first glance. But uh, the uh, the poster points out no obesity in this picture. Also, no tattoos and no plastic implants. Um, 
No shirts because lying in the sand reduces stress. No umbrellas because the sun enhances health to a certain extent. No sunglasses, no poisonous face creams, no cell phones, just real people. Um, there is something about that, right? And what happened? Why are tattoos everywhere? Why are they everywhere? What does that mean? Somebody once told me, they wrote a whole paper, I'm trying to find it, uh, that tattoos are have been associated with cultures in decline, that uh, tattoos become a big thing when a culture is just kind of losing its way. And uh, that certainly is is us right now. Um, we are bigger than ever before. I'm looking. Why is everybody talking about the beach? Well, Joe Biden was spotted on the beach uh, just before he went over to this uh, NATO summit to further embarrass us and weaken our position in the world. Um, he was on the beach in Rehoboth, Delaware. And some so many strange things about this. Uh, number one, I don't know. I think it's a little bit distasteful for him to be at the beach um, when He's the president of the United States. I, I just, there's something about, it's a little bit too, it's loafing. It's loafing. You remember when they say, I will not rest until, until this is fixed, until we eradicate poverty. I will not rest. Well, there he is, resting. Really resting up. Uh, there's that. Now, what about Trump? He played golf. Well, you ever see Trump play golf? He's not resting, okay? And oh, by the way, he's a, uh, it's basically a Trump, uh, you know, it's a Trump golf course. He's running the place. He's managing it as he's playing golf, and he has done business. People know about this. They people do business on the golf course. So, but for him to just go to the beach and hang around, I don't like that. I can't even do it. I mean, and I get there, I get antsy. I don't know what to do with myself. It's not, my, it's not for me either. Uh, what else? And there's this other thing. He's on the beach. It's a public beach. It's not like uh, he pulled a Chris Christie and it's only for him. It's for everybody. Now, you could say that's nice that he's going to a public beach, but everybody there seems totally oblivious. Maybe oblivious is not the right word. Oblivious would mean that they don't know it's even him. They know it's him, but they don't care. They just don't care. I mean, he doesn't command that kind of respect or interest or curiosity fascination the president is supposed to be no matter who the president is kind of an object of fascination um of interest we want their opinion on everything um do we really want joe's opinion on any i mean he's going to mumble something we know we're not getting candid um thoughts from him except when we do you can look at his twitter feed one of the greatest things about uh, trump's twitter feed and oh quite frankly mine is whenever i tweet it's something i'm thinking right then and there Boom. I don't filter it. I don't ask 10 people for their opinion. I don't uh, delegate it. I don't, you know, that's me. Spelling mistakes and all. People are still horrified. Oh, my. Donald Trump's wrote there, T-H-E-R-E, when he really meant T-H-E-I-R. That's the beauty of it. First of all, everybody makes that mistake. Even if you know the difference, you make that mistake. And that means he did it, like, off the top of his head. He did it in a rush. He did it because that's what you're thinking. That's what Twitter is. That's what Twitter is. Now, Twitter also is getting weird. I love Elon Musk. I hope he knows what he's doing because he's made it a bit harder to use. He wants to make money off of this thing. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I, I guess you got to make money, but, uh, it's not as easy to use. And now we have threads from Facebook and those guys. I mean, Twitter still is doing some censoring and, and, and so is Facebook is doing. Oh my God. And YouTube. YouTube is not you. <laughs> uh, YouTube is them tube. 
If you're a conservative, if you are pro-Trump, they will minimize you. And who owns YouTube? Uh, Google, right? Yeah, Sergey and Larry and uh, the Alphabet people, they do not like us. Okay, I wish there was an alternative. Maybe there is Bing, but it, for whatever reason, it doesn't really catch on. Janet, hello. Janet, me? Yes, Hello? yes, yes, you. Hi, Mr. Greg Kelly. I promise you call screen, I take 20 seconds. All Mr. President Trump has to say is, I face down North Korea, China, Russia, and Iran. Ron DeSantis face down Mickey Mouse. Boom. That's it. Uh, you think he wins with that one? I love it. I love it. It makes sense. I not only think he wins, it's so graphic. He has to win. Well, I mean, he says stuff like that all the time, doesn't he? I mean, it's not Uh like, no, you think you got, you think you got the key to his victory? If he only, if he could only talk to you, he'd win. Oh my God. If he had, I wrote him letters when he was running for president and I'm sorry I didn't make copies of them because all his downfall was trusting the people that he had around him. I said, before you step in that white house, you surround yourself with mongoose. He did the opposite. He was surrounded by snakes. Anyway, I'm not going to keep. I know. I don't want you to go just yet. What do you mean by the mongoose part? To get rid of the snakes that he was surrounded with. Half is, the people. The mongoose is the enemy of the snake. Snake. Oh, snake! Of course, the mongoose takes the snakes out. You remember me? I had that fight with Adams at the Columbus Day. I'll get that worm again. Him and I still have words online, and I'm banned from Twitter. Facebook restricts me all time. Screw them all. I write to local papers, and one day the seventy-year-old may stop blogging. Did you so say seventy? Huh? Did you say 70? Yes, I'll be 71 soon. All right. I mean, you got. hopefully you got 50 years left. That's not that old. Anyway, ah. um, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I don't even know what a mongoose is, to be honest. I don't know what a mongoose looks like. I don't know anything about mongoose or mongoose, uh, for that matter. Um, good for her. And, um, yeah, he can actually speak to all that stuff that he's that he's done. That's real-world stuff. Uh, Joe has, has an issue with that. Um, Hey, I saw Chris Christie on TV all weekend long. They really are propping this guy up. He's nowhere in the polls. Um, he's not inspiring anybody. The last thing he did was come in ninth place out of nine people. Actually, no, I think it was 13th out of 13th people when he ran for president in 2016. He'll never forgive himself for blowing his chance back in 2012. And he had a chance if he had gotten into the race, he could have given Mitt Romney a real problem. He might even have taken that nomination away from Romney. He might even, believe it or not, he could have possibly beaten um, uh, Obama. He could have. You know, Trump wanted <laughs> wanted Obama beaten in 12. That's so rare. Most of these uh, politicians, they're only thinking about them and what it means for their next election or what they want to do next. That's why in 2012, Chris Christie wrapped his arms around Barack Obama in October of 2012, kissed him, hugged him, thanked him profusely. He could have kept it professional. He should have kept it a little bit distant. We would have gotten all the stuff we needed for Hurricane Sandy. But the worst was when he said to Mitt Romney, you know, I could care less about Mitt Romney. I'm too busy being governor. Well, at that point, Mitt Romney was maybe 10 days away from being president-elect of the United States. There was a real chance that Romney could have won. 
And uh, he went out of his way to disrespect him. And here he is. That's his brand. Disrespect. Disrespect. Cut five. Cut five. Governor, you served, as you well know, as U.S. attorney uh, for New Jersey on his Truth Social website. Uh, Mr. Trump is now calling special uh, counsel Jack Smith a, quote, deranged man who, quote, looks like a crackhead beyond the propriety of, of that. From a legal point of view, do statements like that affect the case? No, I mean, not really. I, I think, you know, the only argument you could make is that it potentially affects a jury pool who's in South Florida reading this stuff and thinking, what the hell is he talking about? Um, you know, I, I did a lot of drug cases when I was U.S. attorney um, in New Jersey. I can guarantee people that there isn't one particular type of crackhead. Um, there's not <laughs> anyone who looks like a crackhead necessarily. Um, look, this is just what makes Donald Trump an unacceptable nominee for our party. Wrong. Because he says things like this without any regard for truth or falsity, without any regard for the propriety of it. But even worse yet, what does that do to help anyone other than him? My argument all along has been this race in 2024 for Donald Trump is all about Donald Trump. It's not about the American people. It doesn't give a damn about yeah. the American people. You're so wrong. Wow. Number one, the little thing here, little thing, you know, when I was a prosecutor and I was prosecuting drug cases, you got to remember this about Chris Christie. He was never a prosecutor. I don't think he ever was actually in a courtroom prosecuting anybody. So he was a uh, small time lawyer, you know, wills, estates, that kind of thing. And you can do that. You can do well at that. You can actually be a big time guy, but he wasn't big time and uh, had never prosecuted anything. And because he gave money and raised money for George W. Bush, they gave him a political patronage job. And that was being U.S. attorney. And when you're a U.S. attorney, you either have experience like Rudy Giuliani or you're a political, uh, you're a political favor. And that was, that was Chris Christie. And it's amazing. And I, I've heard though, why did he say that? How could he say such a thing? Well, this guy just indicted him. This guy indicted him on a sham case. Crackhead is the very least he should be calling him. Okay. You, you could go on from there. And he is a weird-looking guy, and it's totally fine. And, oh, by the way, where was Jack Smith? Was he in the area of the cocaine? Was he? <laughs> it's hilarious, and it's fine, and it's good. And you can be all proprietary. Was it, was it propitious for uh, Chris Christie to move those traffic cones and damage uh, Mayor Sukulich of Fort Lee for not endorsing him? Huh? Was that, pro- was that proper? Was it proper for uh, him to hog the beach like that? To be so disrespectful to veterans and call them idiots to their face? You're really, he's, remember, that's how he became a superstar, oh, by the way, right? Overnight, because he uh, yelled and screamed at the, at teachers. And for, for a little while, for a brief moment in time, that was somehow seen as, uh, charming. Well, we know better now. And, uh, Chris is gonna, it's interesting. He's being, even Fox News had him on. Even Fox News had him on. Hey, that stinks. And what's the name of the anchor on that show? Shannon Bream. She is obviously uh, very well suited for a spokesman job for like Northrop Grumman. Um, uh, what are the, some of the other big uh, Raytheon? You know, some big defense contractor, right? Where they don't want to know about anything uh, that may conflict with their worldview. For her to run that show and not mention anything about the cocaine and not mention anything about the, the granddaughter. Uh, one person brought up the granddaughter very briefly, up and down. Let's go to a commercial break real quick. They had two senators on back-to-back, one Democrat, one Republican. Guess what? They both agreed. 
more bombs for Ukraine. More bombs for Ukraine. Just uh, I thought, aren't we supposed to have a little bit of uh, tension, right? Aren't we supposed to have some you know, disagreement? Is that the only option, right? More bombs for Ukraine? It must be total and complete victory. What do I care from their dispute? I really, I just fix it already. I know, I know that's a terrible thing to say. Well, war is terrible. I want it over. And that's one of the many reasons why I'm supporting President Trump. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, I thought I was hallucinating and dreaming. I had that weird dream about congestion pricing for some reason. And it never, like all those folks who come into New York for jobs. I mean, what is going to happen to them? Let's see, $23 a day. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, well over a hundred bucks a week. Uh, that's, it's going to, it's going to keep people from actually being able to fulfill these uh, positions. And that dimwit from Buffalo making these kinds of, Calls. It's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. There's this also. Yeah, uh, I, I, I thought I was dreaming, but it's actually real. I mean, are we being spoofed or what? Are we being spoofed? In the Netherlands, a drag man or transgender, whatever, uh, won the Miss Netherlands contest. Now, I don't remember the Miss Universe. Con- well, I do remember the Miss Universe contest, and the Netherlands always had a babe. Every country had a babe, but the Netherlands was always really, really, really beautiful. And um, it's a man. It is a man in women's clothes. Won the contest. I, how woke. How, ooh, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. How do they talk in uh, the Netherlands? I don't know. But uh, it's a <laughs> – and this uh, the second-place finisher is magnificently beautiful. First-place finisher is a man, okay, is a dude. I mean, you can just tell. I'm sorry. I don't care about the breasts. That get, look at the, right at the – the arms are too big. Uh, the face is masculine. That is a man. And just be, you know, it's not just these dopey um, uh, contests or, uh, you know, if you don't run uh, track and field, you don't have to worry about this stuff. I just saw something from the United Nations Human Rights Chief. There's a guy who runs something called the United Nations Human Rights Council, and they're based in Geneva, and they have offices here in New York. And um, the guy who's in charge of it, his name is uh, Volker Turk. Volker Turk. I don't, he's from Austria. And he looks like, uh, well, he looks like a lot of Europeans, very skinny, <laughs> uh, like they eat endives uh, and that's it. But he's a bit of a control freak. Everything's neat as a pin. And on his desk is a great big little, well, it's not that big, but you know, sometimes people put the name of their name on their, on a little plate and they put it at the front of the desk. You know, um, you don't see that as much as you did in like the eighties, seventies, but, and it says on his desk, the future is non-binary. The future is non-binary. The future is no more men and women. This is the United Nations. Now, I've heard stuff about this Human Rights Commission. Oh, it sounds marvelous. The Human Rights Commission. What's to not like? Well, these are the kinds of people who think that Syria should be in charge of the Human Rights Commission. You know, they have a rotating cast of countries that, you know, and, and, and sometimes it's Syria's turn to uh, be on the uh, Human Rights Commission. And sometimes it's Uganda's, Uganda's turn. Uganda. Uganda. Try being gay in, uh, try being non-binary in, uh, Uganda. Tell me how that works out. Speaking of Uganda, who remembers Idi Amin? Remember that guy? He was crazy. He was totally crazy with those crazy outfits and, uh, very voracious appetites. And, uh, 
I saw The Last King of Scotland, a film that I highly, highly recommend. All right, I got to go in a moment. Uh, very quickly. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Barbara. Take your time as usual. Hello, Barbara joins us. Hi. Hey, hi, Greg. Good afternoon. I heard you talking earlier about the upcoming election and that you're nervous about and worried about the integrity of the election. And I think you and I and all of us have every right to be. And that may be the mission that many people would like to take on for themselves, because there are many ways the individual can become involved, especially with local elections. And when John Quincy Adams talked about the power of the individual American citizen, he said this. He said, find that mission you can give yourself over to and then spend your days moving that mission forward. You are made so that when anything fires your soul, the impossibilities vanish. We have great individual energy and power, and we need to use it. I use mine mostly for religious freedom, and I could go through a laundry list of the things that our volunteers have done to move the cause of religious freedom forward, but everyone is capable of that on their own or with other people. Totally, totally. And uh, what's that other thing you once told us? Some some smart guy from our history said it, like uh, none is the greater sinner who uh, can do little but does nothing or how does that go again yes. there is no greater mistake than he who does nothing because he could do only a little oh i love That's it who said that one i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> well jimmy favor they're uh so moving and powerful as always except for that detokeful one <laughs> i just but it doesn't um, some of these quotes that you give us are not meant necessarily to be on a bumper sticker it's just you know you got to read it and and ponder it and uh and you see its power you see its power. Barbara, thank you. And, uh, oh, Lou, you've been on hold for a long time. Lou, yes. Hey, Greg, uh, I haven't talked to you in a while since talking about energy and nuclear power. So what's power, up? But I'd like to re- remind people something. All the headlines are about the United States giving a, a uh, cluster of munitions uh, to Ukraine. Number one. Russia has been using cluster munitions on the Ukrainian population uh, since the beginning of the world. Yeah, well, they're the bad War. guys. Remember, they're the bad guys. And the thing with the cluster munitions is they uh, tend to, well, not all of them actually blow up, those little bomblets. And they could be very hazardous for uh, the civilian population. So, I, uh, you know, and it's another escalation, pal. You know what I mean? First they said no tanks, now they're tanks. Then they said no F-16s, now they're F-16s. Now it's no cluster bombs, there's just cluster bombs. You see where this is going? What's next? Nukes? Uh, uh, excuse me, Greg, do you want this to end in a stalemate or a victory? You know what, Lou? I want it to end, all right? I got to be honest with you. Ukraine, Russia, I just want it to end, all right? That's what I want. I want it to end, just like Trump said. I want peace. What the hell ever happened to give peace a chance, right? Every other war I'm familiar with, they had an eye on. Let's bring this peace, peace, peace. Why not? I mean, you're not fighting it. I mean, I don't know. It's your tax dollars. Aren't you concerned about peace a little bit? I mean, uh, I I don't know. The people get very passionate about it. And uh, whatever. All right, listen, I got to run. Thank you, Lou. And... uh, Yeah, stalemate, whatever. I mean, something, something's gotta give. I'll see you later.